Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Daniel Brewer's favorite show. It's I Have a Lot to Say, and I'm your host, Larry Vader, and boy, I've saved it all up, so this is going to take a while. Cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for still being subscribed. Even I don't know that I'm still subscribed, so I certainly couldn't blame you if you weren't. Ooh, I am uh, giving this a a go. Uh, It's been so long that my settings and all weren't saved, so God only knows what it's going to sound like. And the audio files out there, I was going to call them something else, but I'm being sensitive today. The audio files out there are going to be all like, oh, Larry, you're peaking. And, and I know, I know is what I would say to that. Um, I can I can see my levels. So, so yeah, I'm probably uh, peaking and I'm probably doing some really terrible things. And uh, I'm going to click this button right here and let's see if that makes the sound any better. Okay. Well, nothing says professional audio show like uh, adjusting the settings as you go. Woo. That music is really, it's intense. It sets, it sets a tone that I'm going to have a lot of really high energy chat, some chit chat uh, to go along today. So uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't, not at all. I mean, this is no BFO, that's for sure. So yeah, how's everybody doing? It's been so long and, you know, uh, the fat one and I, Big Fatty, have still been doing the little fatty cast. That's the LFC dot online. If you'd like to subscribe, I'm sure you all know all about it. But um, but we've been doing that every week, and I realized that at some point I was just nattering on there, saying a lot of the things that I should be saying on here, and then picking up the microphone and recording. It's easier said than done. Uh, the setup is pretty much stationary but my laptop comes and goes so y'all i work so much and i've been writing a lot of code which is not something i have been doing for a long time and so i spend all day you know with a clanky keyboard and and a bunch of screens and i'm testing code and and whatnot so when i get home the last thing that i want to do is pull the laptop out of the bag or use I have a I have a little computer here too although I'm thinking about replacing it more on that later uh but the last thing I want to do is to uh mess with all that set it up look at a computer worry about audio uh, compressing a file writing a description god I, I can't stand writing anymore and uh uploading something so basically what I wanted to do today is just catch you up on on everything and tell you what's been going on and I you know just natter a bit if you will yeah so the last time we talked I was still recovering from my second retina surgery where I had the gas bubble put in my eye that wasn't fun and you guys I'm gonna tell you I am not a pain expert I don't have a lot of pains I don't have a lot of issues I'm not quite that old so I don't have a lot of experience to uh to really go on when it comes to the uh, recovery from the surgery. But it took, the short story is it took forever. Um, I had it in the second surgery. I had in August, late August. Uh, It was supposed to be up to, up to uh, three weeks that I couldn't do anything. Y'all, it was three months 
basically three months that I had to watch my altitude. I had to watch my motion. I had to watch the way I slept because my retina was, was not re it was reattached. It was not uh, healing itself fast enough. And so it just seemed to go on forever and ever, but all that's done, all that's over. I actually just had my six month checkup uh, from my last doctor's visit. Uh, so, which would have been in like October, uh, right? October um, and October 25th, I think was the time because I was very worried about seeing the doctor's office decorated for Christmas uh, because I'd seen every other season throughout the year, but everything was fine. Um, you know, my vision is recovering slowly, but surely uh, it's going to take possibly many, many years to get back to a point where one, it's correctable to 2020, but two, it's not changing every six months or so. Uh, coupled with the cataract on my eye, coupled with just old age in general, because your vision does begin to change after age 40, uh, I have uh, certainly made sure that my um, uh, optometry insurance, my contact glasses optometrist visits are covered because I suspect it's going to be a regular visit. Uh, Yeah. Speaking of visits... Let's talk about insurance. I, I wish I had a bumper. I wish maybe if, if Digga could uh, send in a bumper about shitty insurance and how they get you. You guys, I am not. I Again, I have not used my insurance other than an emergency. Say I had the flu, you know, so an urgent care visit, that sort of thing. I haven't used that in, well, it had been 15 years. It had been 15 years, yeah, right at 15, since I had really used my insurance, since I had met my deductible. My deductible's $400, $500, I don't remember right now, which surprised me because the last time I met my deductible, it was $300. (laughs) That's how long it's been. And so I guess I just keep getting frustrated with what they pay, what they don't pay, what 20% is, like they... It's all of this crazy math that they use, and and I'm no uh, numbers expert, but I do have a little bit of background in math, and so when one plus one equaled one and a half, I was concerned, and then I started looking at how the billing works and what they charge you versus what the insurance pays, and you know supposedly my insurance pays eighty percent, I pay twenty percent. But that's not quite how it works. So my insurance negotiates down their 80%, but then basically I pay 20% of whatever the bill was. And so what I end up paying, it's just, it's not equitable and it's super frustrating uh, until you meet your out-of-pocket maximum. And there's all sorts of gotchas with that. One, your co-pays don't count towards that. And God knows, you know, co-pays in medicine and uh, outpatient co-pays, which are 500 bucks or whatever they are like all those things add up and you know last year i spent like seven thousand dollars out of pocket on medical bills and this isn't for like a a woe is me thing like it's money that i paid cash for blah blah blah. like i it sucked to spend it but you know what are you gonna do um and also that seven grand wasn't enough to qualify to itemize on my taxes. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, thanks, Donald. Anyway, um, that money wasn't enough to itemize, so that was super frustrating, uh, or to count 
to, to itemize and count that towards my itemization rather. Um, I didn't, I didn't have enough to itemize in general because I don't have a lot of interest left on my mortgage, but, uh, the, uh, like the funny part is like, I spent all that money, right? Like, and I had all the receipts I'd saved everything cause I needed to know. And then, um, I realized I had not met my $4,000 out of pocket deductible at the, or maximum at the end of the year because they don't count all this other stuff, uh, of course, towards your out of pocket maximum. So uh, I guess all that to say, like, it's all, I don't want to call it a scam, but it certainly makes me realize that things are maybe not quite as simple as they seem. So just a little bader, like, rant there, as close as I get to a rant now. Like, if you'd asked me about it, at the end of last year when I was looking at my finances and I was just like, where did all of my money go this year? And then, you know, cause I wasn't traveling. I wasn't going places. I wasn't doing things really. Uh, but what happened was it all went to medical expenses, which, you know, I didn't get to, uh, put as much in savings as I wanted, but that's okay. That's okay. What are you going to do? That's what you have money for, right? That's what you make it for. So anyway, I just, uh, uh, do you guys feel that way? Have you ever run into that with insurance? Tell me what you think. And if you're a Canadian and you're going to tell me how great your insurance is, just remember that your dollar is um, worth 0.8 of ours. So, um, and also uh, you guys, I just was looking at booking a campground in, in Canada. Uh, and that's how I know how much to like. The, the exchange rate is because I was like, all right, the total is going to be X amount of dollars. How much is that really? And, you know, is it like $12 US? Because, <laughs> you know, I wasn't really sure how weak the Canadian dollar was these days, the way things are going. And uh, so I figured, you know, $300 might be about 20 bucks US. So I just wanted to see it. Maybe it would be a very affordable trip should the borders reopen. But, uh, but but yeah, I was I was looking, and I, this is not by any means a, a hit on Canada, like or an insult. Uh, I actually am quite a fan of your beautiful country, but um, it, the taxes are what struck me. Uh, so there was like the county tax, and then the province tax, and then just tax. And so my taxes wound up being now, mind you, we've got accommodation tax and all that stuff here. But my taxes wound up being almost 20% uh, on that campground stay because there was like all of these regional local taxes and things. And so I was a little bit shocked, but I mean, that's okay. That, that's okay. Um, it's, it, it's still very a very affordable trip. Let me put it that way. If I'm able to go, if I buy this new RV, which did you guys just hear what I was saying about um, spending all my money on medical? Well... Yeah, so this year um, has been, last year was spent it on my eye, and this year has been spent it on my condo, on my townhouse. So I needed a new HVAC. I've needed one for a long time. I've been putting it off. I was just getting scared of the window unit that I had. I didn't think it was going to catch on fire or anything. I was more concerned it was going to leak and do some damage to the house. It had already done a little bit. Luckily, it was just cosmetic, but um, I was just you know, like going out of town, the last thing you want to worry about is like your house having damage when you come back from something that could have been prevented very easily. Uh, and then if I had an RV that I trusted and it was going somewhere, I guess I could have taken the cats that I have. I have two senior kitties. Uh, but since I left them here, you have to leave the air conditioner on. So it's like this whole, like it's whatever. So 
finally spent the money and had a new HVAC put in. And I have to tell you, it's so far now, the bills have been a little higher than having a window unit, uh, which doesn't make a lot of sense because it doesn't run as much. I know it uses a lot more power, but not that much, um, all things considered. And it doesn't run all the time. So I guess it's been a warm spring, uh, but... I got that and it's been so great. It's so quiet. It's running right now. And if you hear something, it's not that you hear. It's actually the fan on my laptop. It's spun up pretty high for some reason because my laptop is running warm. Um, but uh, then also I had a leak. I haven't recorded since all this happened. But, you know, if you've been listening to the LSC, you know that I had a shower leak that I knew I had when I found it and then discovered that it was not just leaking straight down. It was leaking back behind the shower and had rotted some flooring and stuff out. Luckily, my insurance paid for a lot of that. So um, actually most of that, I ended up cutting back on how extravagant I was going with it out of pocket because I realized how much money I was going to be spending on an HVAC. But uh, so I had all that done. So it's been like nonstop construction in my house and I still need new windows, but that's not super necessary right now. Um, they do leak ever so slightly if there's a hard blowing rain like a hurricane or something, but you know, that happens once a year. So I've caulked them enough that I don't even think they would leak then. I've been watching them for the last six months and they have not leaked yet. Um, but uh, that's the next thing I got to spend money on, but that is going to be so expensive. Um, but anyway, I've been spending a ton of money on that sort of stuff. So it's kind of like put a damper on me buying the new RV, which also means I have to buy a new truck or a truck. I don't have, I don't own a truck. I don't, I swore I would never own a truck. I live in the city, but um, more and more lately, there's been reasons that I've, a truck would have been super convenient for buying things, getting things home. Um, some other stuff, travel, type of travel that I do have a higher clearance. Uh, the roads here are getting really bad too. Uh, I hit a concrete smoother rake on the freeway at 65 miles an hour and did like $4,000 worth of damage to my car, um, which would have all been avoided had I been in something a little higher profile. Also, we have a flooding problem here, which is better than it used to be, but still a few times a year, streets are impassable because they're under about two feet of water just standing there. So, um, and including getting to work, which is a whole separate issue. But yeah, so I got to buy a truck and I've already picked out the truck. The Faye driver would be super excited that I've, you know, picked out what I want. It probably is not up to his standards because, you know, he's putting new tires on his Porsche this week or whatever. But um, but I uh, decided, uh, you know, what I'm going to get. And th I do like a touch of fancy. Y'all trucks are high. <laughs> like, I, I mean, my car was not inexpensive and I admittedly spent more on on my current car than I've ever spent on a car ever in my life. Uh, now, mind you, it's at this point seven years old, still runs just fine. It looks good. It's very comfortable. I don't need a new car because it it was a higher quality automobile. Um, that's not a big deal if you drive, you know, 5,000 miles a year, like maybe Archer does when he just goes here or there. But if you're me and you drive 20,000 miles a year, you know, you, you got to have a little bit more a little something a little bit more reliable that isn't going to require constant maintenance because you'll spend a ton of money doing that. So I spent it up front and I was correct in that assumption. And basically oil change tires and brakes are all I've had to do and filters and fluids. Oh, like driving that much with the air quality as bad as it is around here, lots of filters. But, uh, anyway, so I, uh, have done all that and, um, 
am looking at at purchasing a new automobile and a new mobile home, and we'll see. I, I've already picked out exactly what I want. Maybe not the exact floor plan because there are two or three that work for me in an RV, but that kind of comes down to what I can get the best deal on because I'll have their pluses and minuses and nothing is perfect. And I've long since given up on getting exactly the perfect thing because it doesn't matter in the end. But all that I'm still going on. It's been 16 minutes, but uh, the reason it's, it's been so high on my mind is I finally, I, I did a trial and ended up buying the software. Uh, it's called, I don't know what it's called, actually, like RV Life or something, um, is the package. I, and so there's the RV-specific uh, GPS where you put in your lengths, your weights, your all your measurements, if you have propane or not, that sort of thing. So it routes you as you would need to go. Because there are roads that have um, height restrictions, that have propane restrictions, that have weight restrictions. I, I wouldn't really fall into that category in anything I buy. But... Um, but you know, you can't use Google Maps. And some people do, and that's fine. Um, and I would certainly use it if I were going to, like, the Hideaway or Orlando or something because I know those areas. But it it occurred to me that if I'm going to actually use a RV to go places that I have never been before in roads, I don't know that, you know, I need to kind of think about that. Uh, because I had, um, I had like, one in, the, in my motorhome that, like was a standalone unit. It was a Garmin and, and it was perfectly fine. But, uh, you know, the older I get, the less I want cords and cables and all of that. And I use Google maps for all my travels. It's rare that I go out of town, whether, even if I'm going to the Pulse ultra club in Myrtle beach, which I could do with one eye closed. Basically everything I do is with one eye closed. Cause I don't have any vision in one eye, but, um, I could do that, you know, even if I'm going to like, say the Tangra outlets when I'm in Myrtle beach, I, again, it's two turns. I know where I'm going. I still use that. And, and it's more for traffic than anything else. Um, and also just in case I get a little confused when I'm out of town about, okay, now which road was it that goes exactly the way I want to go? Like, it's good to just have that up and ready. Um, but then, you know, if I'm going to Orlando or something, I certainly use it for traffic that it's mostly traffic or to the mountains same thing to route me around traffic and i trust it i don't question it and it's fine uh but that's not acceptable when you're towing even a 20-foot trailer you know a small trailer that weighs five thousand pounds uh you you really need something that that knows heights and and restrictions and whatnot it isn't going to put you in a position where you've got to turn left across traffic because you're just you can't do that so uh, there's this suite of products out and one's about maintenance and I haven't really messed with that because I, I've learned how to do my own RV maintenance, but more importantly, how to keep up with schedules and what needs to be done when, um, that's a whole separate issue. And then, uh, there's one that's the RV specific GPS, which I really enjoy. Um, I didn't know how I was going to feel about it. So I just tested it out. Uh, that's why I, I love a product that has a seven day free trial. Not a, I mean, I'd prefer a 30 day, but I'll take seven. Um, and so I'm not talking about like a 24 hour trial cause that ain't worth nothing. But, um, you know, I was running some errands this week in parts of town that I don't go to very often. So where I turn, I know where I'm turning, but I don't know how far away it is. That sort of thing. I don't have any, I can't gauge that because I don't know it. So I use this, uh, GPS and it actually routed me around some stuff, which 
I mean, I could have turned in long before I did, but if I were towing an RV, I couldn't. So that made me real happy um, that it worked. Uh, it was it worked flawlessly. It didn't do the whole like, you know, recalculating, searching for signal, none of that stuff, and it worked. Now, of course, that's one test. It's not a long-term thing, but uh, you can also download your route and all the maps to your phone directly. So even if you don't have service, so like if you were going to Canadia, uh, you could um, you could have your your uh, your maps downloaded. You're not trying to use the 500 megabytes or whatever it is AT&T gives you a day of roaming data in, in Canada. Um, but then also it has a product called RV Trip Wizard, which is what I'd heard of. I didn't realize there was a whole suite until I started digging into it. Um, and I knew that RV Trip Wizard was a subscription-based thing. There's an annual fee. And, you know, it seems silly to buy it, but at the same time, like, I am... I did not have... <laughs> I will say this. I'll be... I will be honest with you. I did not have the best luck navigating, driving, or parking my motorhome. Um, I only hit one mailbox, and that was on like day one of owning. Actually, it's day three, but um, same trip trying to get home. A four-hour or six-hour trip home took three days. If that tells you anything about driving um, this motorhome, um, I admittedly went into a lot of things blind. I just thought it would be like driving a very, very large truck or van. It is not at all. Now, mind you, the motorhome doesn't have a pivot in the middle where like a trailer does because you're, you know, you're connected to a hitch. Um, so it is a, a little more difficult to, to make turns, especially left turns, I discovered. And there's a lot more tail swing uh, behind the, the rear axle or the drive axle. So um, I had a really hard time with it and honestly that's why other than its reliability which was more the house side not the engine side um why i stopped traveling in it uh that in expense it was getting too expensive to fix things on something that's 20 years old uh and so i kind of parked it and used it as a you know a cottage a country cottage a getaway cottage which was fine i mean that's that's fine. I mean, it wasn't good for much else at that point. And so, and that's what the new people that are going to buy it are going to do with it. Um, that I don't think they even plan on starting it unless it just starts right up magically. I don't think they have any intention of, of actually starting. I think they're just going to use a tractor or something and tow it um, to where it's going to live. But, uh, but yeah, so um, I felt like I needed something that was going to help me with that a little bit and not just a GPS, like on the fly GPS. Um, I needed to understand the routes. I needed to think ahead on fuel. Um, the motorhome that I had was a gas motorhome. The, the truck that I'm going to buy will certainly be a gas truck. I'm not going to buy a diesel truck. I, I don't, I don't want anything big enough that I need a diesel truck to tow it. It goes back to that whole length thing being an issue with me in the motorhome. So, uh, this is a lot of words, isn't it? Oh, I feel like I'm de defending spending $49.95, which, I mean, Archer goes out and buys 14 new computers in a year and doesn't defend himself. So why am I worried about defending my $49.95 subscription to RV Life, but, um, or Pro RV Life Pro, or well, I, don't, I don't know. Whatever it is, I don't... I'm very on top of it. When it charges on my credit card, I'll let you see. But, uh, but yeah, so um, this tool, I didn't realize how good it was. So you, you plug in 
you know, what sort of truck, like the actual, you can go down as far as the VIN number of your truck. Of course, I don't have a truck, so I just programmed in the model with the specs that I'm looking at purchasing. And then you plug in all of the information about what you tow. Um, I mean, every look, like the width, the height, the length, the space between the axle and the hit, the ball, blah, 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 blah. Or in the case of me, who's going to buy something new, uh, they have that all of those specs other than the weight because obviously that varies based on what you have in it um they have all of the specs pre-built in so when you match that with the truck and again this is a specific model of truck it actually does a really good job at estimating or guesstimating your miles per gallon which i think is brilliant now of course it's not going to be perfect and it, you can certainly override that if you know towing i always get 12 miles per gallon right or i know towing i always get 15 miles per gallon well you can kind of overwrite what it's guessing based on your weight and whatever and, and if you know that um and it's kind of smart about it but if you know that this is primarily going to be i'm driving north so i'm going to be going uphill you know there's going to be more resistance but coming back i'm coming going downhill so like i'm going to get better mileage um and it does know some of that because of elevation changes which is what makes this tool so powerful but it actually tells you okay on today's leg of this trip now it doesn't do the trip planning you have to know where you want to go so in this case the first trip i was planning was something this fall like okay i want to see the leaves change but i want to go to like p-town and then i want to loop through amish country come back down maybe down 81 and maybe hit the mountains over there, you know, two week trip, you know, 2000 miles of driving, whatever. Um, and it's, you pro program in all of your waypoints, all of your stops, how long you're going to be there, even how much they cost and it builds the budget for you. So you get a overview of how much you're spending. Right. Um, and then you can put all the information in there. Once you make your reservations about the confirmation numbers, it's all in one place. That's all fine. I don't, I'm not, sure i would use that part of it it is nice to see a budget because i was shocked at how much this would cost um but uh but yeah but it actually is smart enough that it tells you sorry there's a kitty who's like it's only 253 but maybe i would like dinner now please sir um uh, but uh it's actually smart enough to say okay you can't drive today between point a and point b on this the fifth day of your trip Assuming you start with a full tank of gas, which if you've ever driven somewhere, you know, it's easier just to fill up before you leave or before you get there. So you don't have to like the day you leave is already you think you're leaving at eight. You really leave at 10 because you got to whatever. There's a lot you got to do. And uh, and so you don't want to start by then spending another 20, 25 minutes filling up the tank. So it's smart enough to know, OK, so today, assuming you started with a full tank of gas, you're going to need to stop and get gas somewhere in this general range because you don't want to let your tank get below whatever. Cause you tell it that like, I don't want to go below half a tank or I don't want to go below a quarter of a tank, whatever. Um, which is pretty, again, I think it's just basic logic and math. Like from a programming uh, standpoint, it's actually fairly simple, but no one's thought of this before. And I almost wish Google maps would do something like this. So you could tell it, okay, I just filled up with gas and it's going to say, Hold on there, Lair. You're not going to make it to Tennessee unless you fill up again, which, I mean, I easily could, but that's not the point. You know, um, it, you're not going to make it unless you fill up again, and this is about the place you're going to have to do it, so you might want to think about that. Well, anyway, 
this software does that. And so that kind of allows you to say, all right, well, I'm just going to plan to stop at a Lobster Pilot Flying J, something that is big, right? Because you're towing. I don't know. Like that's, uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of in love with the nerdiness of it. Not necessarily like, wow, this is super cool. Um, because it's, <laughs> I mean, it's not, <laughs> right? Like there's nothing super cool about it. Um, it's just, it's doing what I think more software should do. And the RV industry just has never been that like caught up so or up to date so i'm i i i'm saying all this this is a very personal journal style thing i have more confidence in my ability to do this without saying uh big fatty big fatty would you like to go with me just so i have like that emotional stability um not that i wouldn't enjoy big fatty going with me i mean big fatty probably wouldn't enjoy sleeping on my pullout sofa for two weeks but um but yeah like that's kind of my that's kind of why I'm telling you is just that I'm feeling better about it. I don't know that I would have ever gone anywhere in the motorhome by completely by myself. Now I've drove it always by myself because I didn't, my car isn't towable. The jalopy isn't, but um, like I always had my friend, big mama, the Justin like behind me. Should anything go wrong? Um, he, you know, he was there big mama to the rescue and off we would go in his car and never think about it again. So yeah, well, I have a lot of other things I want to talk about, but this has gone on far too long. Um, I really appreciate everyone listening. I, if you stuck with my nattering this long, um, please, please let me know. Uh, it's IHALTS, I-H-A-L-T-S. I have a lot to say. IHALTS at gmail.com. Is it IHALTS or IHALTS podcast? It's one of those two. It's on the website. Um, or it's in the description, rather. So uh, send me a message. We'd love to hear from you if you're listening. I hope everyone has a great day, and uh, I will talk to you next time where I am going to tell you how everyone is super wrong about Apple and all the new things that they came up with. Okay, bye, everybody. Bye.